know, as long as we're playing Six Degrees of Bob Costas, Bob Costas was the husband of my kindergarten teacher, Miss Krumenacher. Which sounds like a kindergarten teacher, Miss Krumenacher. Or Bob Costas. So him and I were talking on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, and he was just, you know, talking about the whole. You and Bob thing. just, you know, as you, as you do, just okay, talking. That's my guy. And so, uh, you know, we always talk about a movie he was in. Sadate, my best Sadate. He was in Pootie Tang. I thought you were going to say basketball. No, Sadate, Pootie Tang was more impressive to me. Pootie Tang is. What is a what's that experience? Re- what's the experience like of Bob Costas getting the Pootie Tang script? I don't know, but he was into it, and he can still recite lines for you if you ask him. He will still recite some Pootie Tang lines. That's really impressive that Bob Costas is like one of the seven people on the planet who in the moment got Pootie Tang. Because like yes. nobody got it, no, <laughs> like, it's, nobody it's got classic. that movie. My Honey. son gets my son watches it with his high school teammates uh, the basketball, and they love it. Oh, right, high but, school pursuit again. But that way. movie, when it came out, like eight people saw it. Like yeah. it came and went fast. <laughs> hey, honey, what are you reading over there? Uh, I was I was delivered a script. It's a very interesting movie entitled Pootie Tang. And if you think it's just some scrub, scrub movie, you had Wanda Sykes, Chris Rock, oh, other people. Yeah, there. Yeah. yo, it had a lot of people like you know up and coming. Like Louis C.K. was one of the writers involved. Yeah. I mean, like you know, obviously. He's different place now, but you know. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Raj. (laughs) Some good radio, right there. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Nope. Uh, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance guests appear via the Shell Perform Pennzoil Performance Line. Um, Some of those things are accurate. Monday, it all goes back to normal. Sedano's here, and you don't know has to deal with any of this stuff. I got a binder of things that I'm just reading out of, okay? Got no direction. Nobody's telling me when to read something here. Bergman sent me like a, a list. It's like handwritten and Sharpie on a piece of paper. Rod is back there like, I can't read the chart. I'm just doing the best I can. All right. I don't believe Jorge was given any notes at all. No. <laughs> not nothing. Not no. Yeah, so I asked him earlier, hey, so what reads is Brian done? I don't, what know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I got li- it's all up here. I, I, I've been telling Jorge, and I believe he's like, I don't have, I don't know. Roger's got that back there. Why are you, why are you telling me? Um, no, we go to we go to Jorge for all of our goat questions. I know that was funny. That was pretty cool. Um, all right. So the Lakers get back on the floor tonight uh, at Staples Center. Uh, it's obviously going to be in, an emotional evening, um, but it's also it's like the beginning of this weird thing where like you know you got to figure out what's happening for the rest of the season. And like you know, I found myself and I and I and I don't think people should feel bad about this, and I don't think you know anybody should feel guilty about it or whatever. Like looking at the standings and looking at boxers, like the Clippers lost last night to the, the Kings. Kings. Like the Kings, they got thumped. Crushed them. They got. I mean, there was no Kawhi Leonard, but still, they got no. Thumped. Well, at, at one point, the Kings were fifteen of twenty three from three. I don't care who you're playing. If they are fifteen of twenty three from three, you are going to lose. Yeah. And so uh, the Kings, who the Lakers play on Saturday in Sacramento, did the Lakers a favor last night. And so that you know that's a half game loss for the Clippers, and, and then I think Utah managed to to squeak out a win over Denver. So like stuff's going on, and I'm watching the standings, and I'm. I'm kind of interested in all this because there's a season left to play. And, you know, one of the sort of the more fa- kind of fascinating, morbid, difficult things to think about is like what you do from here. And, you know, like I've seen people talking about, you know, you got to go win for Kobe. You got to do this, that, whatever. And I just like stuff like that, I feel is too much to put on players. Like you, like somehow if you don't win this year, you don't 
deliver a Kobe's sixth title as as I've seen it put in some places. Like you're letting down his memory. I mean, that's a horrible burden to put on. Players. It's absolutely horrible. Like I, I wrote a piece for the Athletic just about how LeBron, you know, heading into this, you know, b- before this happened with Kobe, you know, the, just being the franchise face for the Lakers, you know, it's a responsibility. It can feel like a burden if we're being totally honest. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast for doing this, and it's also this tremendous honor. But it was always complicated in a lot of ways on the heels of Kobe because Kobe's presence over this organization mm-hmm. and, and the the prestige that he built within the power that he built within everything that he meant you know rightly earned was massive and the idea of trying to create an identity that isn't directly linked to Kobe and like really creating the next chapter of history that in some way doesn't feel like in Kobe's shadow was always going to be a challenge for the organization and a challenge for LeBron but now in the context of Kobe's death, like what is being put on LeBron right now, again, as a responsibility, a burden and an honor, it's hard to wrap your head around. And I, I think to take that and make it somehow like almost like a thing where if you if you come up short, like, I mean, the Lakers are a really good team. I mean, they're really good. Um, and but they're not perfect. They're not the this you know the uh, you know the 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 can't miss Warriors team or a Jordan team or the you know the 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 Lakers three P team that was you know went sixteen and one through the playoffs and you just knew they were going to roll everybody once they once they put their minds to it like this is a team that can lose I think they have a really good shot at winning a title but it's not like a, a foregone conclusion and so you know I, I think the way you honor is that we we heard Frank Vogel talking about it it was either yesterday or the day before like. You work in a way that would make Kobe proud. Kobe was a process guy. You know, the results obviously bugged him if he didn't win. But Kobe was a process guy. And so go do the process in a way that would make Kobe proud, in a way that, in a way that he would respect. That's, I think, how you – it's not, it's not the ultimately if you win or lose. Can't, some of you can't control that. But, like, the other stuff that you can, I think that's the fair expectation. That's the fair way – for the team and the players to to honor him. Yeah, I mean it also it allows it allows a result to potentially not feel cheapened if it doesn't finish with the championship because if those guys go out and they fight like hell throughout the playoffs and for whatever reason they come up short but you know they they conduct themselves and they go about this with a seriousness and a focus that is everything that Kobe would ever want then by definition you're making him proud. And also too it's like and if they do win and you're doing the like, organization right. You got to be you got to have space in these things for yourself. Like these guys work their entire lives and LeBron's won a bunch of them, you know, and and other guys have rings in this lives a rear ring heavy locker room. But like this is what they work for. They're, they you you have to have some sort of like self-satisfaction and the the feeling like I did this for me for my teammates whatever. That is on you. Like I heard some people saying, like there was a, an idea that maybe they should just induct Kobe into this year's Hall of Fame class, like and then push back Duncan, push back uh, Steve Nash, and whoever else is in it. And I get, I get the sentiment. I really do. I think it's a terrible idea because it's like Tim Duncan might have people close to him that he wants to make sure are at this year's thing. And well, Steve Nash might well, have people. Okay, close. here's like, actually this is why it's a terrible. What we've learned is you I, can't wait. That's my you point. gotta go do that's these things. The point. If we've learned nothing from any of this, it's you. You don't know what's coming. 
You have no idea what lies ahead. You don't want to take yourself to the most morbid places possible. But but it's, you know, I'm not talking about like something terrible. No, but, to but Steve the, Nash. No, but, like, but what if he has a, an elderly uncle? That's, that's what know, I'm that talking about. I'm, I'm not talking something specifically happening right. to Nash or Garnett or, or Dunga. I'm saying all the people that care about them that they would want to be a part of this. You don't know, like you don't know. So the idea of post- postponing this, which puts their Hall of Fame experience to some degree in jeopardy through no fault of their own, as much as your intentions may be from Good, the best yeah, place absolutely. possible, it's a bad idea. The lesson I think we can all take away from this is that, you know, Shaq said this on the, the TNT broadcast today, do things today, you know, connect to people today. If there's somebody you need to say something to, say it to them today. Don't wait on these things because, you know, Robert Ory talked about that in Aaron Spectrum and he knows as well as anybody, you know, he, he lost a child himself. Like, Nothing's guaranteed. And so, you know, in the process of honoring Kobe, you don't want to you don't want to go against that principle. And so I don't think anybody will. I, ultimately, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But it's just there's so many things to sort through emotionally uh, about this. So it's 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 a lot. It's going to be a big night at Staples Center with a lot of emotions and a lot of things to think about. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. We don't know exactly when Key's going to join us because he's very upset. Well, he was going to join us at 1130, but, but now he's very upset. Andy's put that in jeopardy. I mean, yeah. what if he just talks to Brian? Like, would that be okay if he just calls in and talks to I Brian? I try that all the time, and then you just butt in with your own two cents. So. Yeah. Although I do think it's, Raj, this is partially what I'm calling Keygate is partially your fault, and I'll explain why next, 710 ESPN. So we were endeavoring to get Key on to talk. It's the Super Bowl. It's Sunday. Like it's a big game. Yeah, like, people, he's a Super Bowl champion. People are very interested in this. He is. He has the experience. He's played in it, and and um, he is now wavering as to whether or not he wants to come on because Andy deeply insulted him. <laughs> it uh, was not my intention to insult Key. the The context of this was somebody. It was Raj. It was actually Raj said that if you increase the NBA All-Star rosters from 12 to 15, that as Brian and I were suggesting, because he could help with some of the snubs. Or just over 13 or 14. Like if you have a year like this year where Bradley Beal 100% deserves to be on the All-Star team, put him on the All-Star team. Right, but also you're, match- Devin you're matching what NBA rosters actually look like. Well, I'm okay. I'm just saying I'm okay, okay if it's 12 one year, 14 the next, 15 the next, 13 the next, and I don't even care if they have the same amount on each team. But in any event, Raj said, well, if you increase those NBA All-Star rosters from 12 to 15, you turn into like the NFL Hall of Fame where everybody gets in. I said, well, not everybody gets in. Key's not in. You work with someone every day who's not in. My point being, Key was really good. He was really, yeah. really good, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. And, and you know, I don't, I don't understand why you led that though, Andy. With he's no Wayne Corbett, but that was unnecessary. <laughs> but the other thing is, like he, Andy is correct that Raj. If you, you kind of run back the transcript here, Raj really opened the door to this because the Andy said you, you know. Let these guys play. Rogers thing it was well now anybody gets to be in. The implication, of course, being that Key is just anybody. Right. I mean, really, Key ought to be mad at you, not me, Raj. Right. <laughs> I mean, you uh-oh. are the guy who's like Key. I mean, look, you're the one who turned Key into anybody. Anybody he's calling me right now on the cell phone. <laughs> Wait, quick, <laughs> patch him through. Keyshawn yes, giving the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Everything for less, only at Walmart. Maybe. <laughs> 
This, this. We'll see. We'll see. Raj's expression during this. Okay, yeah, I got to call him right now. So hang on. Let me. Excellent. Right. Okay. Yes, good. Again, he ought to be mad at you, not I don't, me. I don't even know if the straight talk people paid for that, but they deserve it. Um, but I, it really was your fault. The only people here with no blood on their hands are me and George. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, in terms of people he really ought to be angriest at, I think I should well, be Well, guys, second. to show that he is the bigger man and that despite Andy and now Kamenitsky's insults, the great Keyshawn Johnson is on the line. Hey! <laughs> What's up, Key? How are you, man? No, I, I, heard, I heard what he said because I was leaving the building, but it's all good. Good. <laughs> Key, I'm looking. That's why, that's, why I said, that's why I said he should go get T.O. to come talk football. <laughs> And I'm not ever going to mistake him for Bob Costas, especially not Chick Hearns. Right. And we did. Uh, I'll we, tell you right now, you're way closer to the Hall of Fame than I am to those guys. And we did look into it. T.O. was not available. Um, <laughs> but like, I was looking at, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at 1998, like just randomly picked a year. The, you guys, I mean, I'm not even sure you had wide receivers on your team other than like the third leading wide receiver catching passes in 1989 or 1998. Was Diedrich Ward? He caught twenty five. Like they only threw the ball to you and and Wayne Krebet. Like that was it. Well, I mean that was what we did. That's when you have two guys. That's what you do. You throw the ball to two guys. All right, I guess that makes sense. All right, so I, I mean this is a, it's a different era. All right, so look, different era. But I, I heard your I heard you guys' little debate. It's funny to me. I, I got a little laugh out of it. Well, good. Okay. I mean, we, that was the intention, but also I, I... I got a little laugh out of it, considering that Andy tried to backtrack when he... he, he it was okay. It was a little backhand insult, but I'll I, take I'm it. telling you, you, man. You, you didn't realize he could, You didn't know he could moonwalk, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you play the tape, Key. I'm telling you. Once he, once he realized what he said, he was like, damn. I'm just telling you. I think if you really play the tape, you can understand that my intention was to prove that you're really good, and you're not in the Hall of Fame... It's not like Raj said that it would just be like letting anyone no, in. Key, he's walked this back so no, far. Not, he's doing the show not, by Congress. I'm Conrad. not in the Hall of Fame. I'm not in the Hall of Fame because I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough. I was just I was just a decent football player who happened to play 11 years and not 25 years and compile numbers. I mean, I saw that one Stop video. Stop up Jerry Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one video of you on the Jets, Key, where you like you ran for a touchdown. It looked pretty good. Interception. Hey, There's a lot going on. Man. All I know. All I know is I did my job. When the when the lights came on, I did my job. And sometimes, and we were talking about this this morning, just about the All-Star game, you know, it, yeah, you get voted in, you go, and it, it's cool. But when fans start controlling the majority of the vote, they're going to vote who they want to vote in. And, like, Kyle Lowry got a whole country voting for him. I mean, you know, that's Bradley Bill's not going to get in because of those, that type of situation. Um, it's not a very well populated country, but that's okay. <laughs> so this weekend, I, I, I maintain that San Francisco can score enough points in this game to, you know, if they, if they need to, that they can, that they can play with Kansas City, that it's not one of these things where the, the Niners have to keep it down, you know, to, to, you know, 17 points or whatever it is. Am I wrong or am I right? Um, if, if, if San Francisco could run the football well and do what they did against Green Bay, in Minnesota, then they could have an opportunity to stay pat for pat with them. But if they get into a shootout, my belief is that Kansas City is going to score 50 and they're going to score 28. 
Do you think San Fran has any type of ability, though, to come back from behind in this? Because I, I keep thinking that if Casey jumps out to a lead early, it's going to be really difficult for them like to even just try to maintain the pace to get back in. Yeah, it's going to be difficult because one of the things that Eric Bieniemy is going to do from an offensive standpoint is he's going to continue to push the ball down the field. Just because they have a lead, they, they, don't, they don't sit on leads. That's not what they do. They, they try to score points. And I think that if, you know, let's say, for instance, it's 35-21 and we're in the third quarter, they're going to keep throwing the football. Get to the fourth quarter, they're going to keep throwing the football and keep putting points on the board. And I don't know that San Francisco has the type of weaponry that it's going to take to match them point for point. Flip Jimmy Garoppolo's thrown 14 passes in the last six quarters. Go figure. Well, I mean, in fairness, they've averaged like 19 yards of carry over that time, so there's really no, there's yeah, been because, no reason to throw. But, Brian, I'm sure this is you talking. It is. Um, you got to remember the reason they average 19 yards of carry is because what happened? They saw him throw the ball, and they said, you know what? It's probably not what we should be doing. You, you threw a pick, and then you almost threw another one. We're going to run the ball. That That's why they got that average, and that's why they ran for 285 yards against Green Bay. Same thing that they did when they ran the ball 11 straight times against Minnesota because he threw an interception, and the next time they got the ball, he said, nah, you're not going to trick our season off. Just, go ahead, Andy. Do you see any vulnerabilities, though, with Casey's offense that could potentially get exploited? Um. You know, it's always it's always a question when you're going up against a front seven like San Francisco has. But Kansas City protects Patrick Mahomes pretty well. Uh, he's a quarterback that can move around, get out of the, get out of his own way, um, and he can deliver the football. So all that is problematic. You're not dealing with a statue just sitting back there waiting to get teed off on. I mean, you got a guy who, you know, it's almost like he got eyes in the back of his head. Um, it's just who he is right now. He understands the game, but it, but more importantly, is they're dialing it up right. They're protecting him with the protections. They're not putting him in harm's way, and they run the ball just enough to keep you honest. So even with like D Ford and all the the uh, you know the you know, the differences you know statistically when he plays versus when he doesn't for the Niners defense are pretty profound. You don't think you think they'll be able to they can protect uh, Mahomes enough? That you know the sort of the offense. It's really kind of that in that offense defense battle. Kansas City's offense is still going to be better than than San Francisco's defense. As long as you protect. Now you got to remember, a quarterback. You know, if he gets four seconds to throw, you're going to probably be toast. And I don't think the defensive line is getting in in three seconds, two mm-hmm. and a half seconds. It's just not their offensive line is not poor like that. I mean, they're not playing against the Rams' offensive line. I mean, their offensive line is is pretty style, pretty solid. Um, in the style of play in which they play, they protect it well. They leave Kelsey in at times to chip block. They put him on the move a lot. Um, I, you know, he'll get sacked a couple times in this game. They'll catch him a couple times, but it won't be, it won't be to the detriment of them losing the football game. Uh, I'm super talking to Key here, and I'm, I'm super fascinated by the uh, coaching matchup because you know last year Sean McVay is the genius young coach who gets in the Super Bowl and doesn't have a good game. Um, you know now you have the the veteran Andy Reid versus another you know relatively young, a little more experienced, relatively young you know offensive genius in Kyle Shanahan. How do you evaluate the the, the guys on the sidelines for this one? 
Well, I think both of them will learn from their mistakes. Kyle Shanahan, most recently against the New England Patriots, for whatever reason, not continuing to try to score points, kind of got spooked and didn't call the right plays in the second half and allowed New England to close the gap and win the game. Uh, it's been somewhat of a little bit of a mystery with Big Red calling plays when he has called plays and coached up teams that have gone to six AFC, NFC championship games and two Super Bowls now, that this mystery of clock management, game management, what do you do on fourth down, what do you do on third down, when you get in the red zone, can you score points? Well, he's not calling the plays anymore. Uh, Eric Bieniemy's is doing that. And the fact that Eric Bieniemy is doing it says a whole lot uh, about what they're capable of doing, and it allows Andy Reid to just be a coach. Before, Andy Reid was calling the plays 100% of the time, so his focus was a lot different. Final score? Uh, you know, I think final score for me, not picking a spread or anything like that. I think Kansas City, Kansas City scores 38 points, and San Francisco is around at 17 mark. Oh, wow. By my calculations, that means Kansas City wins. Yeah, that would be correct. <laughs> that, that's, a really, that's a really decisive that's a, win. That's a much bigger, bigger. Bro, you okay? And, and, and a lot of you, you're Kansas City. Oh, wait, no, you're from St. Louis, so oh well. I mean, with driving yeah, distance, man. been there. I mean, yeah, same same thing, Rod. I was going to say a lot of a lot of hit their folks down in there, down in uh, Miami, getting some warm weather. <laughs> a lot of them looking very, very out of place down in Miami. Yeah, no, we are tan. pasty. By now. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, we pink up first. <laughs> There's a then, long yeah, process it's, to tanning. It's, it's, it's a lot. Midwesterners, <laughs> that's not how it works. All right, thanks, man. All Appreciate right. it. Thanks, Key. All right, all right, Jim Hill and Fred Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rodney Pete can't get any love. All right, prop bets. We've reached that point. This is the fun part of the Super Bowl. It's prop bet time. We'll go through all the fun ones when we come back. Kamenetsky Brothers, 710 ESPN. Protect your engine this winter. Use Pennzoil synthetic motor oil made from natural gas and not crude oil. Hate that crude oil. <laughs> um, we, were, we were playing earlier, Andy, some of these really good Kobe commercials. Uh, just emphasizing, like, you know, tonight it, it is a sad night at Staples Center. It's going to be a, a difficult night. But there, you know, there are a lot of things about Kobe that made you smile, not just how he played on the court. I had forgotten completely about this one. See, broken ankles can strike anywhere at any time. Broke ankles! They can happen to anyone. They can strike anywhere at any time. <laughs> like this. It goes by the mannequin. It doesn't matter if you're a point guard or shooting guard. Or small forward or power forward or center or six man. You could be at risk. Don't take it from me. Take it from the thousands who have been personally afflicted by this horrible affliction. <laughs> personally afflicted by this. Was, like, that sounds like Black Hawk theme song, like the yeah. helicopter or something. <laughs> Do you remember at the beginning of the commercial, he's sitting up there on a horse. Yes. For no reason. He's just he's He actually pets the horse. horse. He's he, like, good boy. He is a horse. Like, good boy. <laughs> like the, what's great no about reason it, for what's it. What's great it's about awesome. this too, and I know we've talked about this before, but this was a viral spot. Yes. And like this was before everybody was doing everything online, but Kobe really thought about things like that and thought about what was next and sort of the way you push different things forward. And, you know, if not being first, 
among the first to do something. Yeah, like we talked because early in the week we were talking about the one where he jumps over the Aston Martin, and the, like you watch that thing now, it's very clear. He's not jumping over an Aston Martin, but at the time it fooled people. Oh, my God. You and I used to run the LA Times uh, Lakers blog. We had commenter after commenter after commenter. Like, oh, are you sure he didn't do it? Are you, are you, are you positive? Right. Like, what, what if he got allowed to do this by the Lakers? It's like something worked out with his Nike. Con- like, guys. Because, Greg, I remember this is a time when like, people argue like Kobe was the most polarizing athlete on the play. Because we talked a lot about like Sedano. I heard Sedano saying. Um, yesterday, and it's true. Like Kobe brought people together, and like it took me a second to kind of like we've been talking about it all week. The influence and the import he is. He brought people together, and like and even at his most polarizing, Kobe brought people together to argue about Kobe. Yes, like that. That even was like like all yeah. of this was true. We like, and, and our job was in a lot of ways to babysit those people. Yes, like we we gave them a forum to argue. It was a terrible job. It kind of was <laughs> horrible, horrible it job. Was really bad. Um, one of the things that makes the Super Bowl fun is gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that makes gambling fun are fantastic prop bets. I have not seen anything for for the stuff this year, but I know oh. Raj, this is like your oh, I love this specialty. Stuff. Listen, we can do like okay, over under passing yards, two hundred and fifty yeah. for Jimmy G, you know stuff like that. Nah, Lame. we don't care about Lame. that. Weak. I want to do stuff like well, since you guys are here, this is right up your alley. How about will Colin Kaepernick be mentioned? Hey man, Brown Brothers. I thought you were going to say since you guys were here, like over under on number of touchdowns scored by Jews. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was going to say taking the, under. Taking the under. <laughs> taking the under. <laughs> Whatever the under is, I'm taking oh. the under. It's well, a zero. The take the under. Colin Kaepernick, yes, is three to one. No is one to four. You have to bet four dollars to bet one. So no is the favorite. No, no. Yeah, during no during the favorite. Super Bowl broadcast, Wait, did you have it backwards? No, I have it right. Okay, I'm taking the under. I think they're going to look to stay away from that one. I don't think he's going to get mentioned at all. Okay, taking Why the would, under. What context would he come up? Last time the Niners won the Super Bowl, Bowl. Colin Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm so changing my bet. Highlight, even if they show a highlight, maybe they just won't even. Make I, I, I even I recognize what the context is. I think they're just going to be looking to stay away. Okay, all right. They just won't show any. Like the ball will just soar through the air. I don't think they'll acknowledge a... that the Niners have been there since like Jerry Rice and Montana <laughs> right. and those right, Steve right. Young. Okay, guy. Will they show uh, Jay Z during the broadcast? We we see Jay Z. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay, so you it, think that? Okay, yeah. yes. Well, he's he's a reminder now of everything the NFL is doing in the community. Okay. And that's why they don't need Kaepernick. All right, fair enough. All right, let's go to halftime. You guys like halftime, right? As yeah. You know, Shakir and J Lo will be both singing and performing. See. Si. Will they both sing in Espanol? See. Si. See. Si. Yeah. In Miami. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What do I got? What's that bet? Uh, yes is one to. Four no is three to one. Yeah, that's because yeah, yes, the odds, yeah, the odds favor. So I mean, like, how much happy. singing qualify? How much singing do they have to do in Spanish to qualify? Is it like three words, ten words, <laughs> right a, a yeah, whole verse, know. a whole song? I don't song? know. They don't have that on there. All right, but that do okay, but, Jorge. Oh man, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> how about uh, Pitbull, uh, Miami guy, kind of guy, sort of a? Will Pitbull appear on stage? Yes. They're yeah. absolutely bringing Pitbull into that yeah, mix. I don't know if I okay. need to know the odds for that. How about Ricky Martin? Hasn't he? Perf- he's performed the Super Bowl, right? Yes. I think he's going to be out there. He's still I a actually big do. deal, like right? Burn? I don't know. Is he? Jorge, is he still a big deal? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Jorge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jorge has his thumb Ask on the pulse of what's going on. All right. What about, now this is non-air, but I'm curious because he's the Miami guy. What about Rick Ross? 
I think no, because they're going to think not enough people know who Rick Ross is. Hmm. Like, Brian's right now has no idea who Rick Ross is. I know who Rick Ross is. (laughs) No, Florida? He's looking up up Marlins second baseman. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is he related to D. Gordon? No, I know who Rick Ross is, uh, and I know who Florida is. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. What what do I got to bet to say no on Rick Ross? I just made that one up. Oh, okay. Just because since they brought up the other, I'm thinking of Miami people. You got that one off Raj.com? Yeah, off of Raj.com. There you go. Uh, Let's go to post-game, guys, who just did halftime. The MVP will mention first, after getting the award, his teammates, which is one-to-one, even action, God or religion, coach and or coaches, the winning city, or family. What do you guys think? And I'm not going to go through all the odds, just which one. It feels to me like the obvious one is God. Like, God seems to always get thanked. Can't go wrong. And thanked first. Because remember, it's always, you know, before I get into any of this, I want to thank God. Okay. I'm trying to think of who who could win this. Mahomes, a a particularly religious guy. I'm going to say these guys all tend to find religion in that. Jimmy Garoppolo dated a porn star. I mean, he's the first person he's dated. Porn stars are allowed to go to services too. I just don't think the first person he's going to thank there is God. So I think he's going to thank the porn star first. All right, my favorite one. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. I didn't get my answer. Oh, sorry. I'm going to say teammates. Teammates. Okay. Yeah. Good one. Good one. All right. And I think teammates is uh, trending now. Uh, teammates is actually the one to one. So nice. that's kind of, okay. yeah. All right. So uh, my favorite one is sticking with post game, the postseason Gatorade or, or post game Gatorade bath. What color will the Gatorade be? And I'll go in order that they're favorite to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's not in order of the way they're favorite to be, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Let's do it in the way. I know my answer. I appreciate red, the care and consideration. Is the red is the favorite. Yes. Followed by clear or water-looking color. I like that one. Uh, yellow is plus 300. Um, <laughs> orange. Blue. And then at plus 800, the underdog, purple drink. Purple. <laughs> what about green? Is green not a choice? Green is not a choice, my friend. I think the answer is going to be red because both teams are red. Mm, so no, it's fitting. See, that's, I don't and think that's, that's it. That's the favorite, though. I'm going with orange. Uh, my If it were my kids doing this, uh, it would be orange or green. Okay. All right. Well, orange is plus 400, but red is the uh, favorite. So it's a little something to keep keep track of at home. And there's tons of other stuff. What kind of commercial be first, like beer, candy, car, all that. But we ran out of time, of course, due to the clock. So go ahead, Andy uh, and, and Brian, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> back to you, too. Smooth like butter. Um, all right. Uh, get you ready for tonight's game. A little more all-star debate, a lot to uh, cover in our final segment, Andy, before the top of the hour. 710 ESPN. (laughs) That was extremely well played. I walked right into that. We'll play this one one more time because it's just that funny. How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But, But I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f*** does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> You're welcome. What the f*** is he talking about? So that's a Kobe system commercial with uh, Kanye. You know, basically talking like, and like that's what's amazing. Like, there are like twelve of these things. What's funny? And the 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 people in this audience who are there for the Kobe. So the, the poll that Kobe had to do this is hysterically. It, it's awesome. funny too. Like it, it makes you realize just how long ago this spot was made. Because if Kobe was looking to make that now, Kanye does not present himself in the exact same way. No, it's different. You're right. 
Like um, I mean, he, there's been a lot of time passing between these spots, and you know, a lot of Kobe spots. These were like period. 2016, 2017. I think, they, I think they were earlier. I don't think they were that much earlier than that. Um, like the Kobe system stuff, but like you know, it's Tony Robbins and Aziz Ansari, and uh, you know, uh, what's the Richard Branson, and you know, person after person after Jerry Rice is featured in a couple. I mean, it's just like these people lining up, and it it, it is it's great to go back and watch this stuff where you get a feel. Not just for uh, you know Kobe the player, but also kind of the guy and the creative guy that he was, and the sense of humor that he had. Um, so that was I was doing that over the course of the last couple of days, just looking at old commercials. It was a lot of fun. Um, Lakers getting back on the floor tonight. I what do you think is going to happen next week at the deadline? Like what 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 are they going to do? Like as this stuff approaches, I don't know because the question of this team's chemistry being so strong and that potentially being a reason. That you don't want to disrupt anything, even which was the, uh, an argument that's that what I said made this before. before. That's what I right, said. This exactly. was before. This is something that had been debated for a while because, like, the question of all right, Kyle Kuzma, for example, has not really fit smoothly into this role as a third guy. He has not really looked consistently comfortable playing off the bench, and he is their one true asset left, like in terms of tangible value that you can you can have an idea what that means and you really get something right and you can really get something you know but kuzma is part of a locker room that is really tight and even beyond kuzma's presence in it the idea of you know injecting a new face and a new personality new dynamic how much do you not want to mess up what is ultimately working even in the face of there are needs that this team has but now through the context of this team dealing together with the death of Kobe, I don't know. I mean, th- this was a question before, but now uh, how, how it's how become you, complicated in ways it, that, And there's no time to figure it out. Like, well, and there's yeah. also no template for figuring right. it out. I, I don't. I, I, I didn't envy Rob Palenka's job necessarily before. I, I, I genuinely don't now, even, you know, even beyond, even, even with, before you start factoring in, you know, his relationship with Kobe and his family, this is, you know, this was his best friend. He was Gianna's godfather. I mean, all of these things that go into it, um, there is zero template. There is no right or wrong way. I, I think we have seen the value. Um, we will see the value tonight of, of postponing that game on Tuesday, um, both for the organization, for the organization to be able to stage what needs to be staged um, in sort of the first kind of very public I don't display from the team uh, for for lack of a better word. Um, I would like to remind people too, and and this is this is actually really important. It, a lot of people are going to be coming down here uh, tonight to LA Live outside Staples Center to pay respects to to be you know kind of just part of the community and all these other things. If you're somebody coming because you want to be able to like watch the game on the big screens and all that, they're they're not going to be broadcasting them. So if you want to see the game and you don't have a ticket, um, you know it's better to be home with friends with family whatever it might be um for, it's a security thing and it makes a lot of sense you, know, you have to control the, the crowds and stuff down here but i mean just so people are aware uh it don't come down here ex- without a ticket expecting to be able to see the game right or be able unless to. you're going to watch it at a restaurant right. you want to place around la something, something, something like that. that so it's just something to think about um final predictions for the super bowl you guys got a score niners <laughs> <laughs> Nine right. is part of your Niners. score. <laughs> like I think since they didn't last ten, they say we're close games. I don't see this any other way. I see a close game, and maybe the Chiefs squeak it out. I'm going 38-31 Chiefs. 
I've got 31-24 San Francisco 49ers again. Oh. George and I are the only people who have been right and consistent and on top of things the entire show. You and me. Oh, of course. We're ready for reads and all these other <laughs> Well, things. until that moment, Raj right is, there. Raj is flailing about. Andy's offending key. Who reads? No. Uh, Sedano, in this spot, Monday morning, 10 a.m., 7. 7-